It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, welcoming you to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up on today's show, it is all about the big topics from Thursday's exit interviews. We'll hear from Russell Westbrook. If you haven't heard it, there's a soundbite that has gone viral where Russ talks about his haters, how he goes out and accomplishes things, and it's still not good enough for fans. It's still not good enough for members of the media. I'll tell you what I learned by Russ saying that, and we'll talk about how the team takes on Russ's personality. And ultimately, that's not a good thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George will tell us if he cringes anytime Russ goes Russ and how maybe Paul George can actually help that situation a little bit. Billy Donovan will discuss his future. Paul George will talk about his offseason plans and taking care of his injuries. And then Billy Donovan will also talk about Russell Westbrook and possible roster changes. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And if you like what you hear, then I would ask that you would download the Himalaya app to your phone and then tell your smart device when you get into your car to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Also... Check out my channel for Maven.io, which Maven.io produces a lot of great content, but check out my channel, which is basketballmaven.io slash thunder for Thunder Maven with video and stories from around the web, and it's a work in progress, but it's going to be really cool here in the near future. The most revealing thing that we learned at yesterday's exit interviews was that Russell Westbrook cannot play basketball without haters. Russell Westbrook absolutely thrives off you telling him he can't accomplish something and then he goes out and does it. He even pointed it out yesterday. And I'll summarize because I'm going to play the bite here in just a moment, but he said, hey, you know, one year it was assists. Then I go out and lead the league in assists. Now it's about my jump shooting. Pretty soon it'll be my left foot is bigger than my right foot. And yes, Russ, that is true. Because you play a point guard and because there are people that still have not grasped the concept of positionless basketball and they see you leading this team and they see the offense run through you and they see you being in complete and total control of whether or not the Thunder win or lose, it's going to come with a hell of a lot of criticism. But Rush, you got to learn that just because somebody says you don't do something well, unless you are actually going to go out and help your team 
when you decide to accomplish whatever goal it is, whether it's 20-20-20, whether it's racking up 30 assists in a game, which I can't think how that actually wouldn't help your team, whether you want to go out and score 45 points or grab 15 freaking rebounds, or actually that's not a whole hell of a lot. If you want to go out and grab like, I don't know, 30 rebounds in a particular evening, you want to go out and do all this stuff, just make sure that ultimately your team's benefiting. Because that's the problem that I see, is that right now it, your game is too much about proving anybody that doubts you wrong, whether it is perceived or real, and then your team suffers because of it because your team is taking on your personality, and they're just as erratic as you are. Best case in point, what happened during the playoffs? Your team goes out and shoots 51% from beyond the arc in one particular night, and you guys get back into the series, and then the very next night, you shoot below 40%. You go back to the way you were, and then you're down three games to one on your way to Portland to ultimately be eliminated. You never find consistency. Russ never finds any consistency, any balance whatsoever in his game, and he's that proverbial box of chocolates that Forrest Gump talks about. You just never know what you're going to get on any particular night. And thus, with Russ not being able to give you any sort of consistent performance, then the Thunder can't give you any consistent performance. And if Sam Presti can't figure out a way to get that fixed, this organization is screwed for the foreseeable future. Because you're not going to trade Russell Westbrook because ultimately he's still one of the best players in the game and the backlash from fans would be too great, and Russ is seen as too loyal of a dog, even though there is a bit of a divide in the fans and, and Thunder Nation about Russell Westbrook. Sam Presti can't do that. He can't. He's got to keep Russell Westbrook. He has to retire his jersey here, and he has to laud Russell Westbrook for doing something Kevin Durant didn't do, which is staying loyal to the Oklahoma City Thunder and their fan base. So you're in a tough situation. Now you've got to figure out a way for Russell Westbrook between now and next October to mature to the point where the only thing that Russell Westbrook cares about on a nightly basis is helping his team win. And that's the only result he cares about. And he doesn't really truly listen to the media. Russ can say all he wants, that he doesn't give an F about what people say but that's not true. If you truly did not care what people say, you would just go out and play your game every night. You wouldn't be trying to stick it to people. And if you don't believe me, if you think I'm being a little hard on Russ, then here's what Russ had to say yesterday when I asked him, and it was a very open-ended question because that's what you're, you're, you're taught in journalism school is, is to be open-ended because that's how you get the best answers. And I think I did actually get the best answer yesterday. I asked Russ, all I asked him was, what specific things about your game do you need to improve? And here's what Russell Westbrook had to say. Everything, I always tell you that because I know I can do everything at a high level. Uh, so I always find ways to make sure that I'm able to do that. And that's one thing about me is that, and I think a lot of times, whether it's you guys or whoever it is, people across the world, when you do so much you got so much shit you're doing throughout the game, whether it's defending, rebounding, passing. Um, used to be conversations of I was a ball hog, but now 
now I lead the league in assists for the past three years or whatever it is, that's getting squashed out. So now the conversation is about shooting. Next year I'm going to become a better shooter. After that it would be probably, fuck, my left foot is bigger than my right one. Who knows? But to me that's, the, that's why I, I know that when you do so much with the game, you got so much impact on the game, uh, I expect a lot out of myself, uh, put a lot of pressure on myself to become uh, a very, very great player because I know that I'm able to do so much uh, throughout the game to impact the game, impact winning. So that's why, back to your point, I don't really care what people say, uh, what they think about me, uh, because it doesn't really matter. I know what I'm able to do and know what I'm able to do at a high level every night and nobody else can do what I can do on a night in night out basis. And I truly believe that if they could, I'm pretty sure they would. But I know for a fact that nobody can. Do you think it's kind of strange that you get criticized as much as you do given how no. much success you have? <coughs> I don't, man. When you, when you do so much at a high level, a lot of haters come. That's how life is, man. <laughs> it's life. That's life, man. When you, when you do so much, people going to try to pull and take away and try to take that away from you. But nobody can take away from me. I've been blessed and um, I stay prayful, stay thankful um, to be able to, to do what I'm able to do. And nobody can ever take that away from me, regardless of what it is, how many stories are written, how many stats are put up, how many numbers are put up. It doesn't matter. I, I take too much pride, time, effort to be able to go out uh, and compete and play hard every night. My body on the line can't take it away from me. I would never let anybody take it away. So how many years you ask me every every year I take the same masters because I truly believe it and it doesn't change the fact of anything. Where Russ is right and Kobe Bryant and LeBron James are great examples of this is when you do things at an extremely high level, people are going to find stuff to pick apart about you. That one, that's part of the media's job to find your flaws, exploit them, and then give people a better understanding of the game. But there are those people who are just going to be your critics that just aren't going to like you for whatever reason, and you have to learn how to live with it. Where Russ is not telling you the truth is when he says, I don't care what people say about me. Because if he truly didn't care what people say about him, then Russ would just go out, play his game. When he would be asked questions by a guy like Barry Trammell, he would give a good answer like he did yesterday, and then go on about it. I mean, and the only reason, I will go to my grave saying this, the only reason Russ started answering Barry Trammell's questions is because people started criticizing him. People outside of Oklahoma City started taking knocks on his character. So Russ went out to do something to change it in order to shut them up. No, he completely relies totally 100% on what everybody else thinks about him. And that's dangerous. That's very dangerous because what you lose in a deeper sense is who you are and what is ultimately important to you. And yesterday, there were a lot of people, myself included, that thought Russ was engaging. I thought he was engaging there, starting with from what I asked him all the way until the end. He seemed like he was in a talkative mood and then he wanted to converse with people. But up until that, there was a smirk on his face, there was some laughing, and I think Russ, uh, uh, up until that point, which was about, I think, about four or five minutes into the entire exit interview, 
I don't think Russell wanted to be there at all. Not at all. That's just not, that's just something he doesn't enjoy. I think he couldn't get out of there fast enough and go see his kids. And you know what? I can't blame him for that. But yeah, it was said yesterday. Why can't he always be this engaging? Because that's not Russ. And I don't expect, I don't expect the end of this playoff series and how he treated Barry Trammell and yesterday to be some sort of turning point in Russell Westbrook's career. That's just who he is, and now it's up to Sam Presti to hone it in. Um, what does Paul George think about Russell Westbrook when he goes Russ on the media? You'll hear it next, and we'll get you Paul George's timeline for his return. All that coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure you download the Himalaya app to your phone, and when you do, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, something I, I don't like sharing because I, I will admit that I'm still completely kind of embarrassed and hurt over the whole situation is that about a year and a half ago, I lost a job, lost a job that I, I loved dearly. Um, the people, uh, more importantly, the work and what I thought we were doing, it meant a lot to me. But when you lose your job, you then go through this whole situation of trying to find somebody who can eventually help you. And look, man, I've been looking for all sorts of great full-time work. I've got a good job right now. But prior to getting the job that I got, one place that I relied on heavily was ZipRecruiter. And thank God I did. Because I actually got some interviews, didn't end up taking the jobs. But what ZipRecruiter did to me, or did for me, was they did an excellent job of pairing me up with jobs that my resume fit and jobs where I might actually have a chance to succeed. They weren't just sending me links and giving me just giving me jobs to just go out and look for, hey, go check this job out, go apply here. No, they actually did everything they could to make sure that I was getting in front of the right people. And you need to check ZipRecruiter out what you need to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. And right now, you can get this service for absolutely nothing if you just go to that website I gave you. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. And if you're hiring people, ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who actually post Get quality candidates within the first day. It's just that simple. Go. They analyze. They'll spotlight. They'll do everything they can for you to make sure you get the right job and you get the right employee. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Paul George has two jobs this summer. One, get healthy. That's first and foremost, and we'll touch on that in a second. Uh, The next is talking to Russell Westbrook and reeling him in. And if Paul George can't do it, then I don't think there is anybody in the association that can actually talk Russell Westbrook into being a more consistent player. Why do I say that? Because yesterday at his exit interview, PG had Russ's back. Well, sort of he did. When you see when you see the narrative about Russ, just who he is, how he interacts with people, some of it's negative out there. What is it about him that maybe the average person doesn't get or understand uh, about Russ, who he is as a person from day to day? Um, I think Russ is, is honestly uh, uh, just as normal as anybody else. Um, I think anything he does just amplifies. If anybody know Russ on a, on a personal level, you know that he's as real as it gets. He's 100%. He's as pure as a person um, that you can find. Um, if you're watching him from afar, you might mistake that for you know him being a, a certain type of way. Uh, but honestly, man, he's one of the best human beings I've, I've ever been a part of had a choice and a, and a decision to go anywhere I wanted to in, in my career, and I chose to come back here. Um, I mean, now you, 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 that, that says a lot on, on its own, um, what kind of person Russ is. Does Russell ever make you cringe a little bit, because he, I hear what you're saying, but sometimes he doesn't do himself any favors, it seems like, when he deals with us or, you know, in certain places, but you know him better than that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go, oh, Russ, you know, does he ever? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, it's 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 a tough position to be in uh, because I know being around him, like, I know where it's coming from. Like, it just doesn't come off the right way. Um, but I, I know where it's coming from. Um, you know, he, he's a guy of principle. Everything he does, it's all principles. You know, that's that's he's going to take care of himself, and, and he's going to look out for himself. Um, and and that's what you got to love about him, to be honest. So, short answer: yes. PG definitely cringes anytime Russell Westbrook does something like, "Oh, I don't know," yell at a ref after a foul. But of course, PG can't say anything because he does the same thing as well. Um, and PG probably cringes when Russ handles the media pretty bad, but at the same time, PG has done the next question thing as well. So Russ has certainly had a major influence on Paul George, but I don't take Paul George lightly when he says that he chose to play with Russell Westbrook. The reason I don't take him lightly on that, and I think it could be very easy to, is because he didn't even give the Lakers an opportunity to sit down and interview him, and everybody thought that's where he was going to go. He said, I'm good here in Oklahoma City, and was certainly willing to ride or die with Russell Westbrook. And by him doing that, it should have really helped improve Oklahoma City's opportunity to get free agents and should have at least spoke highly enough of Russell Westbrook that anybody coming in who had doubts would have been okay. But the problem is... Even though Paul George did that, it's going to eventually become, why did you do that? When you had an opportunity to go play with LeBron, 
if Russell Westbrook doesn't start figuring things out as far as PG and his health and what's coming here in the next few months. Here's what he had to say about um, taking care of his injury and choosing his words very carefully. The season's over. How, how do you get your, how has your shoulder been evaluated and do you know if there will be a procedure or anything along those lines? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, address it um, pretty soon. Try to nip in, but right away. Is it a labor? That's what the rumor is that you had a torn labor. Is that true? I'm not going to discuss what it is. <laughs> it's, um, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to discuss what the actual <laughs> is. Uh, but I will address it soon. Try to get it fixed and get back out there coming. Um. Well, it's it's going to be a little different. Um, uh, just with, you know, what I got dealing with and what I got going on um, this summer. Um, so it's, you know, I haven't had a plan yet to, to address how to prepare going into this next season. Um, you know, we just finished playing, so I'm, I'm not there yet uh, with a plan. I didn't expect to be done uh, so suddenly. So still working on that. With no timetable set for Paul George's return, because we assume what we said there was surgery, even though he didn't say surgery, even though Billy Donovan didn't say surgery, that's just two and two tells you what that is. If you're if you are now Sam Presti and you get the sense that it's going to be longer than just a couple of weeks into the season, or maybe even the first month where you might be able to tread water, then now it becomes apparent on you that you must go out and make a trade in order to get some wing help. You need to do it anyway, but now you need to find Russ, another another running mate, between now and the beginning of the season. I do not envy Sam Presti at all. And coming up next, we'll hear from Billy Donovan. He'll talk about Russ. Well, actually, he won't talk about Russ. What he will talk about, though, is roster changes and his future with the Oklahoma City Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. We will be back on Monday talking about some of the other issues that Oklahoma City is facing with Markeith Morris, Patrick Patterson, Andre Robertson. It's a lot to clean up in a short amount of time for Oklahoma City, and we'll break it all down here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. One of those things that has to be decided is the future of Billy Donovan. Is he going to stay or he is he going to go? And yesterday, Billy Donovan certainly acted like his future seems pretty set in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, business as usual. Um, you know, Sam and I had a chance to, to, to visit uh, a little bit on the plane yesterday on the way back, just talking about the next couple days and getting together. So I'm sure he and I will get a chance to sit down as some of this stuff slows down and, and, and talk in more detail and look forward to that. But for me, it's just okay, you know, handling uh, our players uh, today and the team today and, 
you know, giving them some, some things to, to think about going into the offseason, most importantly, where we can get better and where we can improve. It's very simple. If you're going to fire Billy Donovan, then you fire Sam Presti right along with him because this shouldn't be a referendum on Billy Donovan. It should be a referendum on how the Thunder does business. Sam Presti put the roster together. Billy Donovan was the one that was told to go out and coach it. If Billy Donovan can't coach it, thus it is Sam Presti's fault. And what you are saying now is we are changing our philosophy. We're going to go out. We're going to hire a dynamic coach, a guy who is an, I'll just, I'll throw out just this generality, ex-player that guys would actually listen to. So that means to me a guy like a Jason Kidd. Um, I'm not, look, and I'm not a big fan of throwing out the low-hanging fruit names, and I'm going to go try, look, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe Rex Clayman is actually a good guy to go get. He knows the Thunder. He understands the system. You could actually get him and not fire Sam Presti, but I think if you fire Billy Donovan, you fire Sam Presti along with him, and you rebuild and you rethink what the Oklahoma City Thunder model is, and you go out and you get a coach and you get him to work in concert with the GM, giving him a little bit more power so players don't feel so comfortable going over the coach's head. Right now, I would think in the Thunder organization, even if these guys respect Billy Donovan, that you could easily go over his head and go and go to Sam Presti, and that's not good. Eventually, that comes to a point where you can't do that. The buck has to stop with the coaches when it comes to players, and there needs to be the liaison there, and players need to feel like the coach is in charge of their playing time, etc. Finally, Billy Donovan talking about roster changes. We know there's some major ones that need to happen. Here's what Billy had to say about possibly uh, losing some guys or moving on. Billy, do you think uh, significant roster changes are necessary? Portland made none and clearly uh, reaped the benefits of it, but most teams feel like you know you need to he had some sort of major or significant roster changes um i think it would be something that sam and i would probably sit down with the front office and talk about those things you know i don't want to you know speak too soon soon i mean on any of that i really enjoyed the group that we had this year i enjoyed working with those guys i enjoyed the connections and uh that those guys generated and created as teammates um you know but i also know you know, just being around Sam for four years in the front office for four years, they're always trying to find ways to improve and grow and help the team get better, you know, but I'm sure there'll be discussions, you know, about that in the very, very near future. Translation, I like the guys. They're really good. Then come over to my house for a barbecue, but we are going to have to get rid of some of these dudes because we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. That's what Billy Donovan's saying. And Billy Donovan knows that this is a dysfunctional roster when it comes to being on the floor. There's no way he couldn't know that. Sam knows that. They've talked about it for years, but Billy Donovan's got too much class to even remotely tip his hat on which way the Thunder may be leaning or what kind of team that they want to build. And you, you just know what's coming. And in a sense, I feel bad for players because guys like Raymond Felton, whom and we're going to play his stuff coming up either on Monday or Tuesday, that guy wants to stay, but what is Raymond Felton's purpose with this team anymore? Unless Dennis Schroeder is gone, you don't really have a need for a backup point guard. He doesn't shoot well enough to come in and play two and be a reliable scorer. And if you want Russ and Paul George to completely take over this locker room, 
then you got to have a guy like Raymond Felton out of it so they don't use him as a crutch. They need to be the old crotchety veterans that everybody listens to. And it sucks, but he's most likely gone. Um, it sucks for a guy like Patrick Patterson to, to be here and be put in this really weird gray area of, yeah, I can make more money by staying with the Thunder, but it's very obvious that they don't want me. And if you're Patrick Patterson, what you've got to weigh is how uncomfortable do you want to make that situation? If you're Sam Presti, you let him opt in, you either buy him out, you wave, stretch him, you trade him, you do something. But I don't see there's any way that you can keep Patrick Patterson on the roster unless Billy's going to kiss his butt quite a bit and put him back in the lineup after taking him out. I mean, there's so much junk to iron out with this team, and it all really centers around Russell Westbrook. And whether or not you can get Russell Westbrook to buy into somebody's system and do what he needs to do every night. Look, if there's certain games he has to take over, fine. But Russ needs to be able to read the room a hell of a lot better than what he is now. And on those nights that he's not shooting well, you can't keep telling him to take open threes. And Russ said, my philosophy is ah, nothing, just shoot it. No, <laughs> no, dude, you can't. You can't anymore. And if you're not hitting, you're not hitting. You need to find somebody else's, and that's what they got to do. They got to give him somebody other than Paul George, who's a hell of a lot more reliable. But I think you know that by now. We are out of here. We'll be back on Monday. This has been the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Markeith Morris, Andre Robertson, more Patrick Patterson. It's all coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Peace, love, and thunder up. And of course, hey, like Jackie Moon said, everybody love everybody. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.